0: Thanks for listening to episode 174 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Narayan Gopal Krishnan. Dr. Narayan Gopal Krishnan is the course coordinator of the Bachelor of Social Work course and is a fellow of the Cairns Institute at James Cook University in Australia. Narayan has worked for over 35 years in Australia and overseas in universities. NGOs and the private sector and has held senior leading roles in research and sector development. Narayan brings together his background in business and in community development to his work in social entrepreneurship and social enterprise. He's the founding chair of the Social Enterprise Network for the Tropics, a network based in Cairns that promotes the idea that social enterprises and social entrepreneurship can lead to change that can impact positively on many of the issues and challenges that exist across the tropics. Narayan has also worked extensively supporting social enterprise in South Asia and Southeast Asia. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Narayan's views on the social enterprise ecosystem in North Queensland. We'll get Narayan's insights and perspective on social enterprise opportunities, and we'll hear what Narayan believes can be done to help transition to economies which are good for people and planet. So Narayan, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Tom. So to kick things off, Narayan, could you please share a little bit about your background and what led you to work in the social enterprise sector?
1: Well, as you mentioned in your introduction, um, I have a background in business as well as in the human services. So, uh, over the last few years, I have been trying to bring those two areas closer and closer together, and social enterprise sort of presents itself as uh, a much more humane option of of working with people, uh, using business principles, and yet keeping the primacy of social and cultural and ecological objectives. So that's why I've sort of been focusing on this area over the last few years and looking at opportunities to actually build social enterprises and support social enterprises across far north Queensland.
0: Mm, Wonderful. So as chair then of the Social Enterprise Network for the Tropics, I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about the network itself and the progress of development of the social enterprise movement in northern Queensland. I I probably need to, again,
1: go back to the background because I uh, started out as a practitioner of community development in uh, working in very remote parts of India, running enterprises myself. So we had microcredit organizations. We had uh, a number of income generation projects, which basically were self-sustaining. Now, over the years after moving to Australia, I've been sort of thinking about how this could be, uh, especially in regional areas like where I am now, which is in Cairns, yeah. as to how this could be supported more. So on my sabbatical, I traveled across to in uh, to South Asia and Southeast Asia and worked with a number of organizations in these areas as to how social enterprises were being formed in those areas and what was happening with that. Based on that, I came back to uh, Australia, and in the beginning of 2018, we had a couple of roundtables for the key stakeholders from local government, from state government, from uh, NGOs and a few corporate uh, organizations came together and we discussed what is the potential for social enterprise in far north queensland now one of the biggest things was buy-in we wanted to make this something that everybody in the region was interested in and make sure that it was something that people were interested in yeah so in the in July last year we organized uh, a public forum uh, which was half presentation so we had people like Cheryl, Cheryl Kernow come up from Sydney to present about social enterprise because Cheryl, after her career as a uh, the Democrat senator, went on to do a lot of work in social enterprise mm. and has um, been in very important organizations around social enterprise. So she came up and presented, but we spent half of that time uh, as a world cafe. Everybody from the sector started discussing as to what was the best way that we could actually further the cause of social enterprise. And the common statement that came out was, we needed to form a network that would support each other. Yeah. Based on that, we sent out an expression of interest to everybody in the sector, um, both corporate, community, uh, government, uh, academics, and uh, formed the steering committee um, on that and launched the social enterprise network in November of last year at the Cairns Regional Council's uh, Tropical North Queensland Innovation Awards. And since then, we've been um, very active. We've... we've organized three forums. We're looking at um, a whole range of ideas around um, the around training, around uh, advocacy, around education, and we formed some very significant collaborations. So um, we are in- engaging with QSEC, which is the Queensland Social Ent- Enterprise uh, Council. Uh, we're engaging with social traders, with other un- with uh, and JCU has been very supportive of us, but also engaging with CQU, which is the Central Queensland University. Yeah to look at different ways in which we could build a social enterprise across this area. And in Far North Queensland, um, the, we've basically taken a grassroots approach, which is starting from the bottom up. when people express uh, the needs themselves, then we start focusing on how we can support those needs. Mm. So our basic work would be to work to work across Far North Queensland. And in time, we'd be looking at working with organizations in um the partner organizations in the pacific island nations as well as in southeast asia so uh, our um, these the, the main committee of course consists of people from jcu uh, from uh, the local from local government from state government from uh, social enterprises themselves and also uh, a range of other stakeholders who want to support social enterprise so does that give you a sort of overall
0: view of where we are absolutely and it's it's fantastic to see that growing momentum up there narayan uh, it's it's wonderful to hear so as lecturer then at, at james cook university what opportunities do you see then for tertiary institutions to support development of the sector i mean obviously you're taking an active part in in the forming of of the network for the tropics but what other ways do you see
1: well particularly i'll, I'll comment from the point of view of regional areas uh, Certainly. Um, metropolitan towns also there, there is significance there, but I think for regional areas there is particular significance because we have very uh, a lot of issues that need very innovative solutions to emerge from that. So one of the things that uh, universities can do is uh, do research for purpose that involves the community. So is actually participatory research with social enterprises, participatory research with communities in terms of uh, drilling down and. With a lot of the uh, surveys and other material that is being gathered by government at this point in time, much of it is at that um, upper layer, which is numbers, which is uh, types. But what universities can particularly do is drill down into place-based research, which is about the, in far of Queensland, what are the kinds of uh, barriers that are specific to the region, and what are the kind of things that um, Local organizations, um, as well as state-level organizations, can do to actually build on social enterprises in regional, rural and regional areas in particular. Mm. So that idea of localization, of decision-making, localization of information, and um, locally-based solutions are really important. The second is cross-disciplinary work. Um, I've worked very closely with uh, people from the business faculty, people from the information technology area, people from the um, creative media, you'd be amazed at how much people from the creative media have been able to support the work of SENT because they, uh, their students, for example, designed our website, designed our logo, enabled us to take photographs that are quite good. So those of you who go to our uh, website, um, which I'm sure you will give the link somewhere or the other, yep. but the SENTFNQ.com.au Actually, much of the work has been done by creative media students. So there's a lot of opportunity to get out of the traditional silos and work across disciplines Mm -hmm. in this field of social enterprise, because it brings together ideas of innovation. It brings together ideas of social responsibility. It brings together ideas of environmental responsibility, as well as business principles. So all of those kind of um, cross-silo discussions and collaborations are also possible. Also across locations, for example, the problems that we face are very close to some of the problems that are faced in the Pacific Island nations, as well as some of those faced in South Asia. And I think a lot of collaborations can be um, helped by, say for example, JCU has campuses here as well as in Singapore. So they can work together on on, uh, dealing with these kinds of solutions. The third is in terms of innovation, because a lot of the social enterprise area in the future is going to be about innovative ways of tackling traditional problems. Problems are complex, problems require complex solutions, and innovation is one way, and technology is one way that they can be tackled. So, certainly, um, universities can play a key part in bringing together different parts of their areas of technology or science, which can help in terms of developing innovative solutions. Uh, When you think about it, the ways in which we work are changing very rapidly and social enterprises would provide new ways of uh, working that are things of the future. Then of course, supporting networks. So that's uh, one of the things that I do is uh, also, the Cairns Institute at JCU has been very supportive of us. So they provide meeting spaces, they provide forum spaces, they provide a whole range of um, uh, support, including website support and so on and so forth. However, there's also um, opportunity there, for uh, things like actually being uh, providing incubation facilities for uh, new and emerging social enterprises. Mm. So, for example, we've got a new innovation center coming up by next year, uh, which is a very big $30 million project. And I'm quite convinced that we will be able to embed social enterprises within that as one of the hubs and be able to provide support to social enterprises there. Another area is education itself, because I think... A lot of the uh, support that social enterprises and entrepreneurs need is in terms of upscaling, up training uh, training, and short courses. Also, I think students, especially the students from our business faculty as well as students from the human services, uh, can do with a lot more upskilling in the area of social enterprise. So certainly universities can play a part there and they can connect to that sense of Uh, people wanting to make productive change. A lot of young people nowadays, because of their exposure to social issues, ideas of climate change, are looking for solutions, looking for purpose. And I think universities can play a key key part there. And finally, I think advocacy is is very important in this area, that uh, advocacy to government, advocacy to the community, to the media, that the media gets to understand what social enterprises are, And also in their own internal systems, I think universities are probably big buyers in many of the regional areas. So things like social procurement and ideas of um, embedding the sort of integrated approaches to circular economies, all of these are ideas that um, certainly universities can do. So that's just a few ideas that I thought would be useful.
0: Mm, You make some really strong points there, Narayan. And, I mean, in particular, talking about that place-based approach, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about where you see the regional Australian communities, particularly in your area, struggling the most, and how you believe social enterprise can best help in tackling some of those issues.
1: Particularly in far north Queensland, we have quite a unique um, uh, set of issues. And at one level, you can see all of them as opportunities because, I mean, you know, the old paradigm of, uh, you know, your, your problems are your opportunities. But when you think about it, like we have scattered populations across far north Queensland. Uh, we don't have the same metropolitan kind of uh, uh, processes that happen in Brisbane or Sydney or Melbourne where there are significant populations and social enterprises can function quite easily and be set up relatively easily. Not, 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 I'm not underestimating the difficulty, but it's certainly not the same as up here. So we have uh, also a problem with urban migration, where a lot of the people from the smaller communities, from the tablelands, from uh, the communities up north, where we have lots of indigenous communities, are slowly leaving and going into metropolitan towns. So that's another, and especially young people, a general issue with employment or lack of employment, lack of purpose, often because of lack of employment, the the necessary skill sets needed. Uh, we have. Uh, a lot of natural resources. I mean, I, the reason why I'm in Cairns, one of the major reasons is the the absolute natural beauty of the place that we are mm. based in. But it's also a very fragile environment. It's an environment where pollution has huge impacts, agricultural runoff has huge impacts, a yeah. whole range of issues that are impacting on the uh, natural resources that we have. So the the notion of looking for new ways by which we can tackle some of these things, uh, wasted, circular economies, are all things that we have to think about. Also, um, we don't, we lack a lot of the technology and innovation solutions. So these are some of the problems that uh, may be seen uh, but each one of them in their own way are opportunities for make, doing things differently. So in terms of some of the changes I think is really important is one is the, the idea of much more intensive collaboration and brainstorming and the meeting of minds where the idea that, um, and often it's, I I think it's much more with the younger people in our areas where to enable them to come up with possible solutions and work through those solutions. Because I'm really positive about the young people in schools the young people who are coming into university, uh, not all of them come into degrees like ours, because social work tends to attract a more mature group of students. But nevertheless, I, when I go to the uh, schools and I talk to young people, I think a lot of them want to see productive change. And I think there's a, an area where a lot of work needs to happen to enable them, to give them the opportunities to actually turn their their desire into practice and provide the structures that will enable them to change some of the things around them. So both at schools and universities, I think there's enormous opportunities in the regional areas to make a difference. Second is the idea of Focusing on the self-sustaining systems. So uh, much more we need to be doing in terms of actually planning for our areas, uh, using ideas of sustainability, using ideas of sustainable economies, and reducing the wastage out of these systems that we have. It's, it's a fairly closed system we have. and But the closed system includes the oceans. It includes the land. It includes the forest, the tree that we have. And within that closed system, we have to really think constructively in terms of how we can make for productive change and uh, bringing in ideas that involve people, that involve uh, technology, and involve um, the different ways in which we can tackle the same problems in new ways. Another issue is in terms of a lot of the social enterprises, particularly that we have in these areas, a lot of them are in the smaller scale and are embedded often within community organizations and are not investment ready. So I think a lot of the um, support that they could get would be things like grant funding that particularly focuses on developing sustainability. So rather than just doing something, it's about doing something for purpose, doing something in a way that will actually enable that uh, unit, whatever it is, whether it's what whatever kind of project it is to become self-sustaining in the longer period of time. And remembering that uh, social enterprises have a fairly long period of getting to that level of maturity. It's not two or three years. It's much longer than that. So that funding actually has to be structured in such a way that it can start out as pure funding and then slowly start moving towards ways in which those particular projects can be self-sustainable. The other thing I think I'm not sure about all of Australia, but certainly I think in regions like Farnorth Queensland, we need to align ourselves much more with international ways in which they are tackling problems. So for example, the United Nations the sustainability development goals, the SDGs, are very, very important to Pacific Island nations, to you know South Asia, Southeast Asia. And I think we don't emphasize uh, targeting and working towards these SDGs enough. I think social enterprises can play a key role in actually working towards that. And so it was quite interesting because just yesterday I was having a discussion with a member of parliament from Fiji. And when I was talking about this sort of alignment and he was saying there's absolutely a very important aspect of social enterprise which would address the SDGs. And so he was inviting me to come down to Fiji and talk to some of the key people in Fiji about how we could actually align that. I think in, in our regional areas too, This international standards and international ways of doing things is something that we could also align ourselves much more. We do a bit of that, and certainly JCU does, but I think uh, there's much more of that 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 could be done.
0: There's some great insights there. So what advice then would you give directly to the social entrepreneurs in your area who are working hard to tackle some of these local issues?
1: Well, the first one is what the real estate people, uh, uh, modification of what real estate people say, you know, about location, location, location. Hmm. I would say is connection, connection, connection. Hmm. The reality is I've come to realize that in any form of business or these uh, human services or any of these, the amount of difference we make when we start connecting, both formally and informally with people, and the amount of synergies that you can generate out of that is absolutely astonishing. So the first point is that you must network, you must connect. You are not a person by yourself. The idea that social enterprise has a shared mission, the idea that social enterprise is a common purpose, it's something that is a number of well meaning people who want to make a difference are working towards needs to be much more embedded within us so it's no longer the idea of just my project and what i'm going to be doing but it's about a common shared mission and a common shared purpose which can then be developed into networks it can which can, don't have to be formal networks even informal groups of people talking to each other building relationships developing new approaches by talking to each other forming even you know uh, chat rooms and other virtual ways of connecting to each other but each of these will provide important opportunities for people to come together and the, the sum of the groups of people is always much more than the individuals. So the, the two or three people coming together will definitely come out to much more than what is what each one of us can do by ourselves. I don't believe that I would have got anywhere with developing and working around a social enterprise if I had stayed within my traditional silo and within my traditional ideas of what I should be doing as compared to what happened in terms of the broad alignments that we made, the broad connections we were able to make. So however you make it, I think it's really important that that's one of the first things we have to do. The second thing is, I think, uh, the question of learning, because the world is changing extraordinarily fast, and the notion of work, the notion of um, enterprise, the notion of uh, social good, all of these are changing so fast. I think um, the, the keeping that idea of um, Uh, Responding to change, that idea of uh, preempting some of the change that's happening, the idea of being nimble on your feet in terms of the future is extraordinarily important at this point in time. And uh, so certainly the idea of learning all the time has to be central to every social entrepreneur or, or agency. And the third thing is, I think, the idea of simplistic thinking has to be left behind because while your project itself may have single focus, it's... Very important to understand that we have complex problems. These problems are integrated with each other. They do impact on each other. So complex solutions to complex problems is uh, very important and often has got much more benefit coming out of these kind of complex solutions than these single-point kind of solutions. We tend to get stuck very easily into that single-point solution saying, okay, there's the plastic waste. Let me get that plastic waste back and turn it into a product, and that's the end of that. But that doesn't because often there are a lot of um, areas around that which could have been incorporated into that project and you could have had much more complex and much more sophisticated um, response that would be much more effective than that single point kind of approach. And though I did mention it earlier, I think the notion of advocating for the sector is really, really important. The idea that we have to start thinking about how we can support each other and how that the, the ways of thinking, you know, the ideas of hierarchies, the ideas of uh, um, collaboration based on who's up, who's above and who's below, I think we need to get past that. We are in a much more non-hierarchical society. And I think the, uh, the notion of partnership is extraordinarily important that we actually see ourselves as partners with each other and think of, even go back to the old community development kind of notions of you know, empowering each other, helping to, to support each other and work forward from there.
0: There's some great advice and some great insights there, Narayan. So to wrap up then, I'm really keen to hear about some inspiring projects that you're aware of that are creating some great positive social impact.
1: I'll, I'll talk about Pana, that there's some beautiful ones across the country and across the world. One of the areas I work in quite intensively in the recent past, particularly for the last few years, has been homelessness, as to how do we tackle homelessness in a way that is sustainable? and It's interesting that there are newer and newer ways that people are developing solutions to the problems of homelessness. For example, uh, we have up here, one of the research projects I'm doing is looking at crisis housing up in the Tablelands region. Now, Tablelands region is a bit more isolated than Cairns. It has a scattered population, it has a significant indigenous population, it has uh, lots of issues around people being homeless for a number of reasons, including mental health, including. Uh, disability, including a whole range of problems that, that exist there. And it's interesting that within the Tablelands region itself, uh, there are at least two organizations that are focused on. So one is the Mariba Community Housing Company, and which runs a real estate agent, which is a uh, social enterprise, which involves transitional housing, which involves affordable housing. There's also the Nagumbi Housing Corporation, which does social housing, private housing, and uh, disability support. And all of that they do in ways that they, the processes enable them to keep um, the project, the, the whole project going. So it's actually self-funded through that, that kind of um, work that they're doing. Um, home food, I think there's enormous opportunities. And I'm hoping this project that I'm doing now, some of the outcomes of that will be the development of further social enterprises in the space. Uh, other projects include a, a, a brand new one that's, that's um, Care Far North Queensland has started, is an upcycling project where... They are taking um, household and commercial goods and um, recycling them, upcycling them into new avatars, so new things, new products are coming up from the old products. But in the process, besides the, um, the cutting down on waste in the region, but they're also focusing particularly on um, refugees, who uh, refugee entrants to Australia, humanitarian entrants, who often don't have the language, but have the skills. So they're actually developing the skills Um, from what they have and and enabling them to be able to be self-sufficient through that process. There's there's also products where technology is being used. For example, Envision uses uh, virtual reality um, as, as a way of getting young people in the communities to start thinking about opportunities in the mining sector, in the health industry, in agriculture, in construction. So using the virtual reality bus, they're able to go into communities and enable young people to actually through the uh, virtual reality experience, experience the how what it work, feels like to actually work in those environments, which is, which is great. It's a really nice way of um, people get, having the courage to step out of their comfort zone into these particular areas. Health services is another prime opportunity here and we have organizations like a very new one, which is a social enterprise, is the Couch Wellness Center. Which supports people with um, who live with cancer in Far Queensland. Now, in Far North Queensland, we didn't have, we had very little support for cancer, uh, people with cancer who survived cancer or are living with cancer, until about, say, three or four years ago, where the new oncology unit was built in the hospital. And this couch wellness provides support to them once they leave the hospital or even while they're still in the hospital in terms of providing a whole range of services such as. Everything ranging from uh, massage to a whole range of other products that they have, and again, it's at, co- at it goes through uh, the medical services, so it's it's a paid service, but it's a uh, affordable service, and uh, it's so similar is Butcher and Health Services, for example, which provides affordable health services through for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, and it's a I get them to come in every year to talk to my students in the community development class about the work that they do. So there's lots of those, those, that kind of work. And there's lots of opportunity in that kind of work, especially with the NDIS coming in. I think there's there's lots of opportunities there too. Yeah. Of course, we have a whole range of really good services around cleaning and garden care. So we've got clean care. Uh, I've been involved with them for a bit of time. We've got Bama services. We've got green care, which is um, the uh, gardening services. The whole range of those kind of products too and those kind of organizations too. And of course, enormous opportunities in uh, dealing with waste. Uh, we, we've actually got corporate companies coming in to deal with some of the plastic recycling. So uh, some of it is in the for-profit zone. But uh, the, one of the things for the future is going to be many more uh, social enterprises that are embedded within that sustainability framework, within that recycling, um, tackling waste, uh, dealing with uh, all the uh, system wastage that happens in this region. So. As um, even with the sugarcane waste there's going to be lots of interesting things happening with that in this region
0: yes yeah, certainly i mean there's endless opportunities there and some great great examples there narayan so thanks again for sharing those and thanks to you for for sharing your generous insights and time today it's it's certainly very much appreciated and we'll look forward to following your progress and and the social enterprise network for the tropics progress as well absolutely wonderful thank you so much